You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find I'm full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hey there, Star Wars fans. You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news and rumors related to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, as well as the upcoming Star Wars spinoff films and Episodes 8 and 9 and Star Wars Rebels and all the other fun and exciting new projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. Um, as always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Kyle, I'm doing good, but I have this strange feeling that in a few days from now, I'm going to be doing a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of Star Wars fans are going to be really excited a few days from now. Heck, I think a lot of Star Wars fans are already excited right now. But, uh, of course, yeah, let's just jump into our news for the week. Um, You know, this, this actually might be kind of a short episode because we don't have a ton of news and rumors to talk about because most of the Star Wars rumors in these past couple weeks have been relating to when are we going to see an, a uh, trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven? Uh, when are we going to get our first look at it? Um, and there have been all kinds of rumors ranging from, you know, it's going to debut with The Hobbit, it's going to debut with The Hunger Games, it's going to debut with uh, Into the Woods. And um, then we started hearing some rumors that maybe Disney had some bigger plans in store, that there might be some sort of limited release over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Um, and then uh, those rumors turned out to be pretty accurate. And uh, this just this past Monday, we got an announcement uh, first, actually, from J.J. Abrams and uh, Bad Robot on Twitter. Um, and of course, J.J. has been tweeting out a lot of uh, you know little pictures and hints and stuff um, from the the Star Wars Episode Seven production as they've been going along. But um, he he tweeted a picture of another uh, one of his little handwritten notes here, and it says. A tiny peek at what we're working on this Friday in select theaters. Hope you enjoy and have a most excellent Thanksgiving. Uh, Best, JJ. And then he has a little star at the bottom uh, connected to the up top where he says a tiny peek, and he says that's 88 seconds. Um, And that was another thing. We had heard rumors that this would be a 60-second teaser. We'd heard 90 seconds. Um, I might have even heard somewhere that it might be like 120 or something like that, but um, I mean, I, it, a lot of the early rumors were 60 seconds and I was thinking, oh, that's good. Um, but you know, and then we started hearing 90, I'm like, oh, that's even better. We get to see more stuff. So 88 sounds like a pretty good amount. Um, obviously we want to see as much of this movie as possible. We want to see the whole thing as, as soon as possible because we're super excited for it. But, um, at this point when the movie is still a year away to be getting a minute and a half long teaser trailer over this Thanksgiving weekend, that's going to be pretty awesome on Tim. Oh, yeah, man, because I said this on a lot of stuff so where I wasn't even expecting or counting on would be getting any type of trailer this year. I was expecting, like, footage would first be revealed in 2015 and 2014. You'd just maybe get a little info, maybe maybe some pictures or something, but no way I think we'd be seeing video footage of it. So anything we get is just <laughs> awesome in my book. And to have it be 88 seconds, 
I'm more than happy with that. That's actually exceeded what I thought we'd get because I think it would be something short around. Probably like the longest I thought would be would just be a minute, 60 seconds or something. But to have it 88, geez, man, <laughs> I'm just getting more pumped up the more I think about it. And now that we know that it's 88 seconds, we know that it's officially happening this coming weekend and what theaters have been revealed. So, yeah, thankfully for you and me, Kyle, it's in areas that we can drive to. <laughs> That's not too far. Because uh, uh, I was actually surprised the list of theaters was as short as it is. I know there was rumors saying that it was going to be around 100 or so. But I think it just turned out to be like 30 or 33, something like that, that theaters across the U.S. that's going to be showing it. So a little surprised it wasn't bigger than that. But um, so sorry to Star Wars fans who are in areas that it's not going to be showing this weekend. But hopefully it'll be online or pretty soon because they did mention in the press release from StarWars.com that starting in December is going to be playing in theaters everywhere. So yeah. probably shouldn't take too long for it to be attached with it. Uh, other movie theaters and then online hopefully i'm kind of hoping or the wishful thinking is that the following monday after this weekend december 1st that trailer goes online because i'm sure after we see the trailer once with a movie i'm sure other fans will try to see it more than that but for me it'll probably just be once and then after that i'm just going to be dying to see it again and watch it over and over and over again on my computer on my phone <laughs> wherever i could watch it so yeah hopefully it won't be too long of a wait after we see it this weekend but yeah just so cool that they're doing this side earlier in this year i didn't expected nothing as far as the trailer so just the fact that we're getting anything has me super excited and i just can't help but think it's almost still hard to believe that it just as we're recording this podcast on tuesday it's three short days i'm gonna be seeing new footage from a brand new star wars movie that i never even thought we were gonna ever get to see a few years ago so it's gonna be awesome i can't even imagine what i'm gonna feel when i'm sitting in that theater and that trailer starts going it's probably gonna go by like a blur even though it is gonna be 88 seconds so I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be super exciting. Um, And, yeah, I pretty much have to echo everything you said that, uh, I mean, I I know I've said several times on this podcast before that I'm not expecting to see any footage from Star Wars Episode Seven until Celebration Anaheim next year. And if we get anything before then, it's going to be a pleasant surprise. Um, And now we know we're going to be getting some before the end of this year. Um, like I said, JJ tweeted that picture out on, on Twitter. And then shortly after that, um, an official post went up on starwars.com, uh, detailing the the release and the theaters that it's going to be available in. Um, it's just showing in 30 theaters, um, in the U S and Canada, uh, for this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over the Thanksgiving weekend. And it's going to be playing in front of every movie. Um, and so, yeah, you know, all those rumors about, uh, it debuting in front of specific movies like the Hobbit or the hunger games or whatever, um, you know, those all turned out to be false because it'll be playing in front of all those movies. Um, and yeah, so like I said, 30 theaters, uh, and yeah, like you said, Tim, a little bit smaller than, you know, some of the rumors we had heard, we thought maybe it might be a hundred theaters or something like that. Um, so there's no, uh, there's no screening here in my hometown in Tucson, Arizona, but there's one in Phoenix, um, and my sister and I are planning to go up and watch that on Saturday. I have to work Friday, unfortunately, but um, definitely at my soonest opportunity on Saturday, I am definitely going to drive up there. Um, I know I, I talked to our friend Jason Hunt from the Wampus Lair podcast, too, and he told me that he's already going to be in Phoenix for that weekend. So we might try to meet up with him up there and uh, you know get him in on the, the trailer viewing and everything. Um, and, yeah, it's just going to be 
I mean, so exciting to to see it on the big screen for the first time. Hopefully, there's a whole bunch of other Star Wars fans there. We're going to go see Big Hero 6, so I'm hoping it's not a whole bunch of, like, five- and six-year-olds, you know, that their parents just took them to see a movie over Thanksgiving weekend and they had no idea there was going to be a Star Wars trailer. But, um, I mean, I'm sure with uh, all the sites that have been reporting about this and with as many Star Wars fans that are out there and, you know, all these people that are anticipating... Uh, the Force Awakens and wanting to get a first look at it. I'm sure we'll be there with some other Star Wars fans. Um, and uh, oh yeah, man. I mean, I know I'm just going to get chills as soon as I hear that music. Um, there have been a whole lot of rumors lately as well about what we might see in the trailer. Um, and I haven't. I actually haven't paid too much attention to those because I'm like, on the one hand, you know, when when the movie is a year away it's easy to get all hyped up and, uh, you know, read all these rumors about, oh, what, what we might see and what might be in it and what characters might be in it and all that kind of stuff and, you know, concept art and all the other rumors and things that we talk about on here um, because, you know, that's the, the only glimpse that we're going to get for, you know, a whole other year before we actually see this stuff come to life. But when it's, uh, when it's for a, a 60 or 90 second teaser trailer that we're going to be getting within a month or so. And in this case, you know, now we know we're going to be getting it in just a few short days. Um, I'm like, I don't need this stuff spoiled for me. I can wait a week. It's not that long. Um, but from the stuff I've read, I mean, just sort of the gist of it seems to be, um, you know, most, most of the rumors seem to report that the trailer is just going to consist of images of all the main characters in the movie, both, you know, uh, Han and Luke and Leia, you know, the original returning cast, as well as all the new characters, um, that there might be one line of dialogue from Daisy Ridley's character in the trailer that uh, will hear the Force theme and that it'll end with a shot of the Millennium Falcon flying towards the camera. Now, a lot of those rumors that I heard all also said that um, that the trailer was going to be 60 seconds. And so now that we know it's going to be closer to 90, there might be some more stuff in there. Um, or, I mean... It could theoretically be completely different, but I would assume that all that is a pretty safe bet. I guarantee you we'll see the Millennium Falcon, and yeah. I mean, you know, what else are they going to show besides the main characters? Because that's what everybody wants to know. We want to know what Han, Leia, and Luke are going to look like, and we know who all we want to know who all the new characters are going to be. Um, and obviously, this trailer is not going to tell us everything about them, but it, just getting our first glimpses of, of them will be pretty cool. Um, and because the movie just finished filming, um, they've obviously still got a lot of editing and a lot of effects and stuff to do for all the big battle scenes and stuff like that. So I wouldn't expect anything too complicated. So images of, of landscapes and characters and iconic starships, that's pretty much all I'm expecting. Yeah. Right now I'm just expecting whatever I don't have, uh, like I'm not, getting my hopes up to specifically see something or to have something. I'm just like, whatever you give me, I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm just going to be excited no matter what. I mean, I kind of thinking if it's even going to have dialogue, it could just be like quick shots of the main characters. I know we've heard rumors saying that, oh, it's just going to be the new characters and or they're just going to focus on the old characters. But like you said, given what the length of 80, being 88 seconds, I think we're probably going to get a combination of both because, yeah, I just don't see how they cannot show the classic characters again <laughs> i mean that's gonna get fans all so pumped up on luke and leia back again in a new star wars movie but at the same time give us a little sneak peek at the new characters we can expect to see too so i mean if we get dialogue in a little bit of uh, plot details kind of like how the first episode one trailer was that'd be great but again even if it doesn't have any dialogue and 
if that rumor we've heard ends up being true or it's just Daisy Ridley's character saying something at the end, that's fine too. I mean, either way, I'm just going to be happy with what we get. And maybe the only thing I guess I'll say I'll hope for, but I won't, it won't be a deal breaker. I won't be disappointed with it if it doesn't show up. I just hope we get to see Luke igniting a lightsaber. I said that on a previous <laughs> podcast. I think that'd be a great way to end the trailer or if not to end it, just to have it included somewhere because Oh, man, I'm going to lose it when I see that, <laughs> if it's in there. But again, that's probably the only thing that I'm kind of hoping for. But no big deal if it's not, because I'm sure what we are going to get is just going to look completely amazing. And then uh, right when it's end, I'm sure we're just going to be thinking, play it again, play it again. <laughs> and I wonder, too, if it's going to be the first trailer we see or the last trailer before the movie actually starts. Oh, you know it's going to be the last, last one before yeah. the trailer starts, or before the movie starts. Because for one thing... You know, if people get there a few minutes late, they're obviously not going to want to miss the Star Wars trailer. There are going to be plenty of people, I guarantee you, who are going to go to these these select 30 theaters over the weekend, buy tickets for a movie, walk in, watch the Star Wars trailer, and walk out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, those people are not going to be happy if they walk in and find out, you know, oh, I already missed it. It was the first one, and I didn't even want to come see this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the big previews, they always say for last. Cause the other thing too, I mean, it's not just about the fans who want to see this thing. It's also about from a marketing perspective, Disney trying to, to show this to as many people as possible. Um, and obviously they're not trying to show it to everybody yet. Cause it's only in these 30 theaters, but in those 30 theaters, I'm sure they want as many people as possible to see this trailer, to get excited for this movie. So they're not going to show it at a time when, um, you know, half the audience is still out at the concession stand getting popcorn or, you know, going to the bathroom before the movie starts. So, um, you know, we'll all be, we'll be in our seats waiting for the movie to start. And I already know, man, the anticipation is just going to drive me crazy because there'll probably be like 10 previews or something before the yeah. movie. You know, they're going to use this opportunity to sell a bunch of other previews and commercials and stuff too. And every time one preview ends, and the next one comes up just with that green screen saying, you know, this preview has been approved for all audiences. I'm going to be like, is this one Star Wars? Is this one Star Wars? Is this one Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Until it finally comes on. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody else in the theater is going to want to watch it and enjoy it, too. So I will try not to, like, scream really loud or anything like that. But um, yeah, hopefully, too, we'll get. Uh, see the trailers like Age of Ultron or the last Hobbit trailer for the Battle of Five Armies to make it a little bit endure it more until we see the actual Star Wars trailer. Oh, yeah. Just show us like all the, the awesome trailers all at once. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Like, you usually see the green screen, like you said, of that the trailer's been approved, but then we're used to seeing the 20th Century Fox logo right after that to indicate it's Star Wars. That's not going to be there now. So, I wonder if it's going to go straight to the Lucasfilm logo or Disney's going to have their logo before it. So, that could be a good indicator to what we might see in the actual movie, too, before that starts. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I, I would bet you that even before we see a logo come up, you know, it'll still be, like, on a black screen. And as the logo is coming up, we'll hear, like, one or two notes of John Williams' music, and we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> like, within one to two seconds, we'll know that the trailer we came to see is finally showing. Yeah. But, totally. Oh man. I, I'm just getting even more and more excited just talking about it now. I know. It's like, I think they're popping in my head. As far as, I know I just said where, whatever they give me, I'll be fine. I'm just excited to see it, but you still can't help but wonder like what actually is going to be in there. Is it going to be like a, like a voiceover with like 
Mark Hamill <laughs> giving new dialogue to Luke Skywalker that we're going to hear in the movie? Or are they going to be make it be like the first Revenge of the Sith trailer where they're kind of using old dialogue from one of the older movies, but then slicing it in with some new footage that way? Too, so. Or is it just going to be completely new? Like the episode one uh, teaser trailer where it's showing like new landscape footage, but then it has like these uh, title words like every saga at the beginning and all that type of stuff. Maybe it'll say something different. Maybe it'll say the saga continues. How cool will that be? <laughs> yeah, you know, it very well could. Um, I will say the more footage and the less titles we get, the better. Because yeah. I will be like counting those 88 seconds. And every time <laughs> there's words on screen, I'll be like, get off the screen and show me another picture. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think there will be dialogue from any of the previous movies. Because, I mean, that was appropriate for episode three. Because in A New Hope, Obi-Wan is basically explaining to Luke the events of Revenge of the Sith. Um, you know, obviously he sugarcoats it and tells him that Vader killed his father and didn't tell him that his father turned to the dark side and became Vader and killed a bunch of five-year-old Jedi. But, um, you know, just him explaining that, uh, you know, the Jedi were the guardians of peace and justice before the dark times, before the Empire, and this young Jedi named Darth Vader turned to the dark side and, you know, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. That stuff all happens in Revenge of the Sith. So it was fitting to have that over the trailer. But obviously, when George Lucas made Return of the Jedi, there was nothing... You know, he he didn't know he was going to be making. Uh, well, he's not making episode seven, but he didn't know there would be an episode seven. So there's there's not really anything in there. I think they can use. Um, but honestly, I don't really care about dialogue either because um, you know I know we'll get plenty of that later. I know we'll get more information about the story and things like that later. Um, and, and at this point, I'm not going to try to to decipher too much story information from this 88 second teaser. I, because A, I want to be surprised by the story, but B, I know there's just not going to be much story content in there. So if there's one line of dialogue, if there's a few lines of dialogue, if there's no dialogue, that's fine by me. I just want to see as much cool new stuff as possible. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, you know, like you said, I, I just want to see whatever they're, they're going to show us and I want to see as much as possible in those 88 seconds. Um, but I guess if I had a wish list, you know, you, you said you wanted to see Luke Skywalker igniting a lightsaber but based on the rumors that we've heard, you know, if Luke is like this this old hermit who's become super powerful in the Force, um, you know, I would almost rather see Luke like sitting in a cave by himself or something with stuff just floating around him and him cool looking like he's just not even conscious of it. I think that would be really cool. And I would love to see either John Boyega or Daisy Ridley's character, one of them igniting a lightsaber. Um, so I, I would want to see those two things. And then... I'm sure we'll we'll probably get a glimpse of at least one of the villains in the film, um, but I definitely would like to know if there's there's some credibility to uh, some of this concept art we've seen of this villain with a the, you know the the Darth Revan looking mask. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's actually in there, I would love to see that in the trailer and some of those Chrome Stormtroopers too. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that I want to add that to my wish list too. If I could get yeah. one quick shot of the Chrome Trooper, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing those stormtroopers that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, who knows? We we might get to see all of that. We might get to see none of it and see completely <laughs> different stuff. But whatever it ends up being, um, I I know that I'm probably going to lose my mind uh, <laughs> with excitement when I see this trailer. But um, man, I I just can't wait. Saturday cannot come soon enough, and. 
Um, I don't think I mentioned this at the beginning, but this is our 49th episode. Um, and the reason we're doing this episode in the middle of the week, even though, uh, you know, all, all that we really have to report on is that the trailer is coming out this weekend. Um, I, I wanted to do this episode in the middle of the week to just sort of clear all these other smaller rumors and stuff out of the way so that we can record again, uh, hopefully Saturday night, maybe Sunday, um, after Tim and I have both seen the trailer, we'll, we'll give our thoughts on that. And that'll be the 50th episode of star Wars. The saga continues and it'll be, uh, both of us, you know, giving our reactions to our first look at footage from, from star Wars episode seven, uh, you know, just after two years after we started this podcast, I think that is going to be really fitting and really awesome. So, um, you know, we've, we've still got a ways to go and a few more things to cover on this episode, but I know our next one should be a really fun and really special one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't think of a perfect way to have episode 50 than to be talking about footage we've seen from episode seven. And like you said, too, it'll all just be focused on that trailer where it'll probably just be five hours long instead of eight hours long if we had other news to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll be dissecting that thing to death. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I was talking to you about this before we recorded, Tim, but part of me is is almost tempted to wait till later in the week to record just to see... Um, you know, when that trailer goes online, because I'm sure it'll be soon, you know, like Monday or Tuesday, um, they'll release that thing online because, you know, people are going to be at the theaters recording it on their cell phones and uploading bootleg copies to YouTube faster than Disney's lawyers can take them down. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely would not expect, uh, regardless of any leaks or anything that might happen, I still would not them would st- I still would not expect them to make an official trailer release this weekend uh, before this sort of limited uh, theater oh, yeah. engagement is not. over for these three days. But by you know once that's done, uh, once Monday rolls around and December hits, I would expect that trailer to hit online pretty soon, and then we'll get to watch it over and over again and probably see some stuff that we missed. Uh, seeing it in theaters the first time. So, you know, there might be some details in the background. There might be some, um, you know, just extra details in character costumes or or in the landscapes or in the look of certain ships or whatever. Um, You know, I'm sure we'll we'll catch more stuff watching it the second, third, fourth time, whatever. Um, You know, once we get to our, our 10th and 20th viewings, it'll just be um, you know, grinding up our own hype gears more. And I, I don't know how much new stuff we can possibly get out of it, but um, but no, I, I think it'll definitely be fitting to record, uh, this weekend, you know, as soon as we can just, uh, just give our initial reactions to seeing it for that first time. Cause there's, you know, there's nothing quite like seeing new star Wars for the first time. It's, it's fun to rewatch it multiple times and, um, you know, see how your perspective changes and, and catch new details and stuff, whether it's just a trailer or whether it's, you know, seeing the movies multiple times or watching, uh, episodes of clone wars or rebels or whatever. Um, but yeah, just, just seeing, I, I'm so glad that we're going to get the, the first opportunity to see this on the big screen. Um, and then just to, to get to talk about it right after that's going to be really fun. That's cool too, for me, because this would be the first time I'm going to see like a premiere trailer for any Star Wars movie in the theater for the very first time. I didn't get to do it for any of the prequels. So just definitely looking forward to that as far as be like a new experience, a Star Wars experience for me for seeing brand new footage for the very first time in a theater. And because I've heard great stories about people who've seen, like, especially for the episode one trailer, just like going to the theater and just being full of Star Wars fans who are only there for the trailer and just geeking out over what they saw. And then, so I'm hoping they do this too for certain theaters. I don't know if all of them will, but I know for episode one, they showed the trailer again once the movie was over. That's kind of like like a treat or something for the fans who still stayed for the movie, 
even though they saw the trailer already. So that'd be great if they showed it again, like at the end of the movie, just as like a little thank you or something for sticking around <laughs> afterwards. So that'd be awesome if they do that. I'm going to stick around for the movie I see anyway, but that's just like another little incentive just to, <laughs> as you're seeing the credits go by for the movie. Like, are they going to show it again? Are they going to show it again? <laughs> but if not, maybe you could just sneak into another theater afterwards real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm planning to do. One of the two. I'll stay for the credits, and if they don't play it again, I'm going to... You know, I'll, I'll be walking out and looking to see, okay, what other movie is about to start that I can just sneak in for the first five minutes here and, and watch the Star Wars preview again? Yeah, just hopefully it's like some old movie that's been out for a while or there's no one really cares if you sneak in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just fly casual. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be so cool. And I know some people are kind of disappointed about this whole limited theater engagement thing. Um, where it's only showing in 30 theaters. So obviously that means there are a lot of people in a lot of cities all over the country and, you know, obviously in other parts of the world too that don't get to see it this weekend. But I have to say, um, you know, one, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad and fortunate that it's playing somewhere near me, even though it's going to be like a two-hour drive. That's going to be worth it for me to to go see new Star Wars footage on a big screen. But I'm also glad that it's playing, you know, somewhere close to me so that I can see this in theaters for the first time and not online and uh you know like you know if they uh, if they were to announce or if they were to release the trailer online i don't know say today um and have it coming out in theaters this weekend um i would be like you know i would be so torn because obviously i'd want to watch it online as soon as possible just to see it but at the same time like i said there there just is a a really cool um, and special quality to seeing new Star Wars footage on a big screen for the first time. And so I would be trying so hard to like wait till the weekend and not watch it online. And they've just eliminated that dilemma for me. It's like, oh, now, you know, I can go to, to see it on the, the theater screen for the first time and then come back home and watch it, um, you know, a whole bunch more times online during the week. So pretty happy about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even wait for the weekend. Like, if I gotta <laughs> just if I wasn't able to go Friday, it'd drive me crazy knowing that there's new Star Wars footage being seen right now, and I can't go. Like, that had that took priorities on that day. <laughs> like, it's the first thing I'm doing. Hopefully, to catch an early showing, and then uh, just keep thinking about it for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> but yeah, I'd go crazy if I wasn't able to see it when it's out there. Maybe that's selfish thinking of me, but <laughs> this is, I just can't help it. When there's new Star Wars footage out there, it, just, it would drive me crazy knowing that I can't see it. Oh yeah, and you know, I, I totally understand that too. But um, at the same time, I mean, it's not like it's the movie itself. Um, you know, trust me, December 18th, 2015, nothing short of a, a nuclear apocalypse is going to stop me <laughs> from being at a movie theater on that day. Um, Even but, so, we still try to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd be like, somebody get me a hazmat suit. I got to yeah. go watch Star Wars. <laughs> um, but, you know, be, because it's a teaser, because it's going to be out all weekend and, you know, be available in, in other theaters and online shortly afterwards, I'm like, okay, well, I got to work on Friday. You know, got to do what I got to do. Um, you know, be there for my job, make money, whatever. At least I don't have a, a retail job. So, you know, even though I'm working on Black Friday, I'm not going to be like contending with, yeah. you know, <laughs> rabid mobs of, of shoppers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, definitely at my, my earliest opportunity on Saturday, I'm going to uh, drive up and check that out. And just to be able to do it over that weekend um at all and you know i, I might be kind of disappointed if i had to wait till sunday too like you know putting it off for two days i'm like eh but 
at least, you know, putting it off for that one last weekday and then getting to go up on Saturday for the weekend, that'll, uh, that'll definitely be, you know, pretty awesome. I, I can live with that. I'm not like bummed that I have to wait till Saturday. <laughs> I can say I was there opening weekend. That's true. Yeah. But I got to say I was there for the first showing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, you can have your bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. It's not even bragging rights. Like I said, it'd just be, I'd just go crazy that they thinking about it all. <laughs> like, Oh, I gotta be there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Well, obviously we we've talked I think we're that pumped to for death, it, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? I think we're pumped for this trailer, aren't we? A little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I might be kind of excited. I don't know. You, you sound a little bit excited. I can't really tell. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's only new Star Wars. You know, big deal. Yeah, it happens all the time. Every every so often. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens every week now with Star Wars Rebels, which is in full swing and I've been really enjoying that show too. But um yeah, so that that's the the upcoming uh Star Wars The Force Awakens teaser trailer that's coming out this weekend. Um we've only got a couple of uh new episode seven rumors uh, to talk about, you know, aside from all the rumors um that sprung up about this trailer before we got the official announcement. Um there was even, you know, somebody even made uh, there's like this fan-made video of the Millennium Falcon flying towards the screen, fly, shooting blasters. And I mean, we had heard uh, descriptions of some of these rumors that the, the trailer would end with a shot of the Falcon flying towards the camera, firing its cannons. And um, some fan who obviously is really skilled with models and special effects and stuff made a clip of this and it's gone viral and been on a whole bunch of sites and everybody's like, Oh, is this a leaked shot from the, from the star Wars episode seven trailer? And it's like, no, it's fan made, but, um, looks pretty cool. And I mean, that just goes to show you, you know, how much, uh, the, the hype is building up around this thing and how excited people are to get any glimpse of this new star Wars movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, we've just got two more rumors from, uh, making star Wars.net. Um, Tim, you want to, you want to run down these, uh, concept art descriptions? Yeah. The first one, uh, was regarding like, I think they're calling it the pirates of episode seven or the force awakens. But <laughs> I got to start saying that now. There's like descriptions for six pirates that are supposed to be on the whole, they say the desert planet, they're not calling it Tatooine just yet, but the same planet that Daisy Ridley is going to be on that. We saw all the concept art from. So they give this pretty much descriptions of the six different pilot or pirates. Like one's like a bigger pirate, one's kind of like a, a a fat pirate, short, tall, like different designs for these different and what their costumes are going to be. Some of them are kind of some early concept designs for Star Wars, like with the goggles and like vests and stuff that they have. So um, they're supposed to, I believe, it's supposed to be take place in that. We don't know if it's a cantina or that. Uh, selling area where uh, they sell off parts and that's where daisy ridley and john boyega go to investigate the lightsaber and all that so it's also saying that it's possible that because we sell that uh, concept art of kind of an older looking guy who's like have cybernetic or he has some mechanical stuff on him they're saying that uh, they're speculating anyway that maybe max von Sydow could be the leader of these pirates so it looks like we'll be seeing more pirates than just han solo in this movie <laughs> we'll see if they play a bigger role but again it should be cool to kind of see more of that aspect of Star Wars instead of just like bounty hunters, Imperials, and Rebels, all that stuff. It'd be cool if it was kind of more like the style of Hondo Anaka and his uh, pirate gang. That'd be kind of cool. But I'd be cool if there was a weak way in there <laughs> and it was like a descendant of Hondo or something. But yeah, it should be interesting to see what these characters look like. Maybe we'll see them in the trailer. Who knows? Yeah, possibly. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, some interesting descriptions here for these, uh, these pirate looking characters. And I mean, one that it immediately stuck out to me, you know, they describe a, a couple different pieces of concept right here, but in one of them, um, they're saying there's like five or something, uh, pirate characters all standing together. And, uh, one of them, um, I'll just read the, the last paragraph of this article here. They say the final pirate is wearing a cloak. The hood is up. It looks very Assassin's Creed. Um, he has a bandolier. He stands brooding. His cloak also has a slit in the back for mobility. He wears a white. Or he wields a white lightsaber, um, which is hard to make out against the white background. But um, I thought that sounded pretty cool. And immediately, you know, you think about some of the the casting news and some actors that we know are in this movie, and we still have no idea what character they're playing. Um, this immediately made me think of um, is his name Kip Anderson, the the parkour guy that they cast. Oh, Pip Anderson. Pip, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, immediately um, when they mentioned Assassin's Creed, and you know, you picture hooded, cloaked guys running along rooftops and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, if this stuff is is true and accurate, I wonder if that's who that guy's playing. Um, and you know, I mean, when I say like if this stuff is accurate, I don't necessarily doubt um, you know any, any of these uh, descriptions and, and reports and stuff that these guys at making Star Wars are posting. Um, because I mean, obviously these, these descriptions sound pretty detailed and pretty specific and they're either making up, you know, these complete nonsense descriptions of, of concept art out of nowhere just to throw us off the trail. Um, but you know, they, they have made some descriptions in the past that then actually turned out to be pretty accurate when we got that big batch of leaked concept art. Um, a while back, it was like, oh, we've we've heard a lot of descriptions about some of this stuff. So the other thing is, you know, um, the they could be spot on with all of these, but that doesn't necessarily mean that every piece of concept art is going to be in the movie. Um, and I've said that before. You know, you look at the Clone Wars or Rebels or any number of other Star Wars video games or any sort of you know smaller spinoff projects. It's like you see. Um, you know, concept art from the movies getting reused all the time, stuff that never got used in the movies. I mean, Asajj Ventress, for example, was originally designed as a concept for a villain in episode two um, and didn't get used in that movie. And so, you know, she ended up popping up later. But just because they have concept art of these pirates doesn't mean that there'll be pirates in the movie or they could be in the movie. They could look completely different or we could end up never seeing them we could end up seeing them on star wars rebels or some other star wars project later down the line because they didn't get used in episode seven so um you know still any number of possibilities here but um you know definitely some some interesting sounding stuff and uh like you said tim it would be cool to see um kind of a, a different faction um from what we're used to in the movie because obviously we've seen bounty hunters and stuff before in the main films we've seen you know boba fett and jango fett and all those guys um, and pirates are sort of in that same vein, I guess you could say. I mean, if if you want to classify, um, you know, sort of the, the the main good guys, the main bad guys, and then sort of that third outlaw lawless faction that sort of encompasses bounty hunters and huts and smugglers and pirates and all those type of guys. But it would still be interesting and different to see a, uh, you know, a crew of pirates as opposed to, um, bounty hunters who we usually see work alone, 
um, at least in the movies. I mean, you see all those bounty hunters together on the Star Destroyer in, in Empire Strikes Back, but then it's just Boba Fett working alone who ends up leading the Empire to, yeah. to Han and the Millennium Falcon. So, um, yeah, definitely could be something new and interesting and cool to see. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see if, again, like you mentioned, all those concept arts, if any of those descriptions end up being accurate. If not, it should just be cool to see a different type, maybe new alien species, familiar ones, kind of, kind of all grouped together as one pirate group. So we shall see. But the other rumor that uh, we got from making Star Wars is one that kind of has me a little, I don't want to say uh, disappointed, but this may be a little puzzled because it's regarding uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character and who she might possibly be playing. And there's reports saying that she's going to be doing some motion capture and that her work and it's going to be, her character is going to be a puppet, actually. And she's going to be doing motion capture with that also. And it's going to be an alien creature, which when I hear that, I just kind of think, like, are they really just going to use her for motion capture and, and for, like, a puppet character? Because, I don't know, for someone who just won an Oscar, they maybe want to use it for something more than that. But then again, maybe it's going to be some extensive motion capture, kind of like what Andy Serkis usually does. It'll just be a big part, so... I don't know, I just find it curious that they cast Lupita Nyong'o just to do some motion capture stuff. So um, we'll see how big of a role this is. But according to this description, it's supposed to be two like new alien creatures. One's kind of old, one's kind of young. And it's supposed to be um, the alien creatures that John Boyega and Daisy Ridley meet up with and kind of help them along their journey. I think it's supposed to be some of the other stuff we heard about how an alien creature helps them out with their lightsaber and... It like gets it fixed for them or checks it out, gives them a new crystal. I know there's been previous reports about that. So this looks like there's going to be two of them. And in this report, too, I think they're saying that or this, this is just speculation on there and that possibly both characters can be Andy Serkis and Lupita Nyong'o, one playing the older one, one playing the younger one. So I don't know. It should be interesting if that's the case. I don't kind of want to see what these creatures are going to look like. I believe they described them kind of, I think, in the article their face is kind of like a turtle. We compare them to like the Koopa Troopas from the Mario Brothers game. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just the fact that Lupita Nyong'o may be playing just a motion capture character that we won't see her face actually at all, and it'll just be um, just her uh, motion performance and of course voice acting. I would imagine too in there. So I don't know. I just find it kind of see. I don't want to say hard to believe because anything's possible in this movie. There's a lot of uh, talented actors in there, so maybe some aren't gonna have that mean part of a role but for someone who's kind of on the rise like Lupita Nyong'o is I just think it'd be uh, something I, at least I would think initially that she'd have a role that's different than just motion capture for an alien creature but I don't know we'll have to see yeah I mean it definitely is an interesting thought um, and like you said you, you would think when you have someone who's an Oscar winner and who's kind of um, you know you, you could say they're a rising star right now you'd think they would want to get them a, a decent amount of screen time and a, a pretty big role. So I have to think if, um, you know, if this is just a, a motion capture alien kind of character that a, it's gotta be a, a pretty significant role. Um, if not a large role, then at least like a, a smaller supporting role that plays an integral part in the story. But also, um, I, I don't know. I, I would just feel like there, there must be some sort of specific reason why they picked her for it. Um, and I'm actually, I'm looking her up right now as you're talking about this and trying to see if she has some sort of background in like dance or ballet or anything like that, um, or some sort of, um, 
you know, physical prowess that, uh, you know, they, they would want to use the, the motion capture to capture her specific body movements and, um, you know, feel like she could add some sort of physical element to this CGI character that other people couldn't. Um, or it, you know, it could also be a voice thing. Maybe she auditioned and, you know, used a, a specific voice that they really liked for the character. Um, you know, it could be any number of reasons, but, um, on the one hand, I agree with you that it's sort of puzzling that they would pick a, uh, you know, like I said, a, a rising star and an Oscar winner to, to play a smaller, um, role as a, a motion capture CGI alien character. But at the same time, I also feel like if that's true, there's gotta be a, a specific reason why they picked her for that specific character. And, you know, obviously there's a lot to it that we don't know about yet. So, um, I, I have a feeling that when we actually see the movie, um, I mean, A, this rumor could be completely off base, just like any number of these other ones that we talk about. But also, um, you know, if it does turn out to be true, I, I get the feeling that we're going to sit there watching it in the theater and go, oh, I see why, you know, they needed a, a good actress for this part. Probably. I'm just thinking of it now. Remember that picture uh, uh, Peter Nyong'o tweeted out or put on her Instagram where she's wearing the episode seven hat, the crew hat? Yeah. Didn't she have like some like green type marking on her face somewhere? Am I remembering that right? It just made me think like was that like some uh, production thing that they had to do for like the motion capture or something? I just remember she had like some type of marking on there. Yeah, I, could I be wrong, don't but... remember. You could be right. Um, I mean, she definitely didn't have like those white dots all over her face. Yeah. It wasn't um, that extreme, but there was something, there was something green on her face if I remember right. Uh, possibly. I don't know. Um, now I might go look up and try to find Matt while we're talking. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Cause this made me think it could be like some type of technology, technology that they're using for the motion capture. So maybe it could lend some credence to that. So I just, I was thinking about it as you were talking about the motion capture and all that stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? It, it's, uh, you know, just another, one of the many possibilities and, uh, you know, intriguing things to talk about for this film. But like I said, if these rumors do turn out to be true, then I, I'm sure that when we see the movie, it's going to be like, oh, I see why they needed, uh, you know, such a, a high profile actress for that part. Yeah, or it could be something like different where we're thinking, oh, OK, so that's where they got that initial report from. them. It's a little different than what it is, but you can kind of see that they're on the same track or something like that. Yeah. Everything will come together in the end after seeing it sitting in that theater. Yeah. Also, interestingly enough, I'm scrolling through her Twitter feed. She did tweet that picture, right? Like I said, either a tweet or an Instagram picture. Oh, it could have been Instagram, maybe. Because I'm like, I'm scrolling down her Twitter feed and I don't see it. Yeah, sometimes people have their Twitter accounts and Instagrams linked. So I was wondering if it would possibly be on her Twitter feed too. Yeah, but, you know, it could be one of those things where, uh, you know, maybe they asked her to delete it. So, in, in which case that would make me think, oh, maybe she did have some sort of marking on her face that would possibly, you know, tip off what she what she might be doing in the movie. Besides having that cool episode seven hat. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those. I know. Like I said, how cool would it be if they had some swag at the theaters? So <laughs> oh, wait. No, never mind. Here, I found it. Yeah, it, okay. she posted it on Instagram. Oh, okay. No, so she has some sort of green thing like on her tooth. Oh, okay. Hmm. And yeah, I can't tell if it's like gum or candy or what, but. 
Yeah, she's got something in her mouth. They're gonna be, there's going to be something CG in her mouth with the character <laughs> she's going to play. Yeah, she's going to have one CG tooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, not too long ago, I remember hearing another rumor about her character that she was going to be playing some sort of alien cantina barmaid type character. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we've heard multiple different rumors saying that she'll be doing some sort of motion capture performance, but... You know, at the same time, nothing real concrete about what character or, uh, you know, what the what the role is going to be. So it could be something completely different. Um, and, uh, you know, I, again, this is all just kind of speculation at this point. Yeah, again, maybe we'll see that character in the trailer, too. It'd be funny if these two uh, reports we're talking about today are shots we end up seeing in the trailer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we yeah, definitely. We wouldn't have to wait that long to the movie to actually get answers for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then we walk out going, man, I wanted to see Han and Luke. And instead we got, you know, pirates and (laughs) whatever these alien creatures are. And watch, they'll be the ones to ignite the lightsaber in the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does say one of those pirates has a lightsaber. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, who knows? We will uh, have to wait and see when we see the movie, but maybe we'll see more of it on, you know, you know, this weekend when we see the trailer. So. Um, yeah, maybe it'll just be a little wait instead of a long one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we'll see more, but who knows if we'll actually see any of this stuff. Um, and then, uh, so moving on from the, the episode seven stuff, because uh, like I said, there haven't been many rumors and uh, news stories and stuff about uh, The Force Awakens lately, aside from all the trailer hype. Um, but we did get an interesting new rumor just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday about uh, the first spinoff movie. Um, and this is from SlashFilm.com. And they're claiming that the plot of the first uh, Star Wars spinoff film that's coming out in 2016 is going to revolve around uh, this crew of characters who steal the Death Star plans uh, just shortly before the events of A New Hope. Um, which obviously is you know integral to to the whole plot of Star Wars because that's what kicks off the events of A New Hope and then the entire original trilogy. Um, and this is something that we've sort of talked about before. I I had said before that um, I mean, this was sort of something I would like to see Star Wars Rebels end up addressing, um, and that it would be cool to see you know Kanan and Ezra and Zeb and all these characters be the ones who end up stealing the De- the Death Star plans and have that connection to A New Hope. Um, but this rumor, um, yeah, puts, puts a whole different twist on it because this isn't a crew of rebels, but it's a crew of bounty hunters, um, which is really interesting because when you think bounty hunters, especially, you know, Boba Fett and those guys in the original trilogy, I mean, we know that they're sort of independent hired guns, but you still tend to associate them with the empire and with the bad guys. But I mean, when you think about it, Either they they work for the highest bidder, and um, could Boba Fett and Bosk and IG eighty eight and all these guys could they have been the ones that stole the Death Star plans? And you know maybe Bail Organa and the Rebels just paid them a whole lot of credits to pull it off. Um, that could be a, a really cool and really interesting new way of thinking about that story, and especially because we've heard so many rumors about a Boba Fett standalone film. Um, 
you know, obviously th- this would sort of fit that bill as well if this turns out to be true. I mean, obviously it's it's speculation at this point. Um, and I think even in this article, they say, you know, the rumor that they're hearing from their sources is that it's a group of bounty hunters that are hired from this job. But there's no specific mention of, of Boba Fett and Bosk and all these guys. They just have the pictures in here. So I think that's just kind of speculation on their part. But as a fan, it's hard not to jump to those same conclusions, especially when we've been hearing so many rumors about a, a Boba Fett standalone movie. It's like, oh, so it could be about Boba Fett and a whole bunch of other bounty hunters stealing the Death Star plans. Like, that's something I didn't see coming, but that I would definitely pay to go see. Yeah, this is one when I first heard it's like, yeah, I could totally see this happen as far as the views of plot for the first standalone movie. But at the same time, too, I'm excited for it. I think it sounds really cool. But as you were alluding to uh, before with Star Wars Rebels, I mean, you and me talked about that before, how cool that would be to end the series and to have show their importance in the galaxy as far as in this, the Star Wars saga in general, that they played that role into getting those Death Star plans to Princess Leia and Bail Organa. So to have it be flipped where it could be bounty hunters, that kind of something where it kind of took me a little bit to get used to, where it's like, man, that'd be interesting. Like you said, to have the bounty hunters actually working for the Rebel Alliance and kind of being on the good side for a little bit. I mean, I don't know. It's, it sounds cool, but like, the idea of having a, an ensemble of bounty hunters with Boba Fett, that sounds great. I think that could be really cool. But I'm just not sure if I'm sold yet on them being the ones to get the Death Star plans. I'm kind of thinking it'd be cool if it's something. Well, I don't want to be too similar to Empire Strikes Back, where maybe Darth Vader sends him on an earlier type mission, and maybe we get to, uh, we finally get to learn why Darth Vader says Boba Fett no disintegrations. Maybe it'll even happen in this. Who knows? But I don't know. It just kind of threw me for a loop a little bit hearing that uh, they could be involved with stealing the Death Star plans. But I kind of had my, I guess, wishful thinking or heart set on the Rebel, uh, the end of Star Wars Rebels, and those characters being the ones to do that. But if it's not, and this is the way they go, I'm sure I can easily adjust to this taking place as being the actual thing that happened and how they get the Death Star plans. But I just think it should be fun to see tons of, well, I don't know if tons, but a few bounty hunters working together. And I'm sure not working well together, some will be out for themselves and some will be honor bound. And like, I think, too, like you said, Boba Fett's probably more than likely going to be the main character of this movie because the rumors we've been hearing for a while now that he's going to have his own standalone movie and it might be one of the earlier ones. And if this plot around revolves around bounty hunters, then yeah, this makes total sense for him to be the main character of that. And sign me up. <laughs> I, you know how much I want to see a Boba Fett movie, and this would be really cool to see him interact with other bounty hunters. And I don't know, I'd be curious to see what other characters they use. I would think it'd be a few from Empire, but then again, I'm sure there's going to be a new character. And I think this rumor as well, it said that um, the main character of this film would actually be introduced in The Force Awakens. And he would like be one of the older characters. And then in this movie, we see his younger character. And I think in Slash Film, in their article, they said that it's possibly it could be Max von Sydow's character. Maybe it's one of those pirates that we were talking about earlier who would be a main character or start off as a bounty hunter or something like that. So it'd be interesting if things connect that way. But yeah, just from a basic plot standpoint, from bounty hunters on a heist with an ensemble, uh, sign me up for it. I think that could be really fun to see in the Star Wars universe, especially if Boba Fett is the main character. So I hope this one's true, and I kind of have the feeling that I could see it actually being true. I could really um, foresee Lucasfilm wanting to do a movie like this. It's probably one of the first standalone movies, and not just have it center on Boba Fett, but have him be the main part with a bunch of other bounty hunters for a fun heist movie, I'm hoping. Just, and maybe we could even see an aged Cad Bane in here as well. Yeah, it's like it's hard not to think that. <laughs> when you think about bounty hunters and 
We don't know what happened since we never saw that Boba Fett arc and Cat Bane arc from the Clone Wars, and who knows if we ever will. So this could be uh, a way for him to get in there, because I'm sure that, man, <laughs> that would be make tons of Clone Wars fans happy. And introduce them to people maybe who weren't uh, fans of the show or even watched the show and just kind of show how cool of a character he was. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we know Cad Bane is awesome. Um, although I have to admit, I'm not exactly sure how well he would translate to live action, but I'm sure through CGI and motion capture and everything like that, they could make him look pretty cool. Yeah, I have no doubts about that. As long as they get Corey Burton to do the voice, that has to be a must. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I guess my you know my one picture of it is like, the, I think the only time we see Duros in the movies, at least that I can remember, you know, they're in the back of a Mos yeah. Eisley cantina, just like just about every other Star Wars alien species that you see, uh, you know, anywhere else. Anytime I think I see a new alien species in Star Wars, I'm like, oh, cool. That's, you know, a cool new alien that they came up with. And then, um, you know, I'll see some kind of behind the scenes stuff. And it's like, nope, they took this character from this one shot in the cantina scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's someone in the background in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and obviously you can tell the those Duros like there there's some big fake prosthetic heads, and I'm not even sure if their mouths move. But um, yeah, I don't think they do. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure they can make Cad Bane look pretty awesome though. Yeah, but, so uh, I'm kind of hoping this one pans out. I think that'd be a great way to start their first standalone movie. Have something be like maybe a small way to connect with. Uh, uh, episode seven, eight, and nine, but yet something be totally different where it could just really stand on its own and truly be a standalone movie where it's focused on bounty hunters. Yeah, definitely. And I think it would be a really cool twist too, just sort of in the way that people sort of perceive bounty hunters and especially, you know, Boba Fett's relationship with Darth Vader. You kind of get the the implication, I guess, in Empire Strikes Back that um, you know, Vader knows all these guys because he's worked with them before and hired them on different jobs. And, you know, especially Boba Fett has this, this big reputation, obviously. Um, but it's like, if these were the ones who stole the Death Star plans out from under the Empire's nose, then it wouldn't be necessarily like, oh, okay, yeah, I trust you guys. I've worked with you before. You know, you've helped me hunt down rebels before, so go hunt down these guys. No, it would be like, hey, we're the best. And these yeah. guys stole from us, and so we could get mad and hunt them down and kill them, but we know they're really good at what they do, so let's hire them instead, um, you know, because we know they're still sort of, you know, rogue mercenaries who, who work for the highest bidder, so if the rebels can pay them to hurt us, we can pay them to help the rebels, or to, we can pay them to hurt the rebels right back. Yes, but man, if that ends up being the case, you're going to look at that whole scene from Empire totally differently. <laughs> That's kind of what I want, too, just add more background to like certain scenes or characters that you've known before, but then the whole new layer gets added to them with these standalone, specific character standalone movies, so yeah. I'm getting yeah. more excited now that we're talking about it. <laughs> and that's totally right within Palpatine's character too. I mean, you know the the scheming mastermind that he is. Yeah. If if someone managed to break into his office and steal something, I'm not saying the Death Star plans would be in his office, but you know, just sort of <laughs> making up an example here. You know, if someone were to break in and steal something from him, he wouldn't be like, "Oh man, now I'm really mad and I'm going to go torture that person with force lightning." He'd be like okay, there's a really good thief out there who can fool even me. I'm going to hire them and use them against my enemies. Like, that's how I play and manipulate things in this galaxy. Yeah, I could just see an ending, whether it's like Emperor Palpatine or Darth Vader, or maybe somebody like on the Empire side captures Boba Fett. He's able to take him. 
And then he's like, see, I caught the one who stole our Death Star plans. He's yours to do whatever you want. And then, like, Vader kills the person who captured him. And instead, let's Boba Fett live. And they have more better uses for him than he will be alive than this person who captured him. So something like that where, like, I have a twist anywhere. They, you're thinking they're going to kill him, but instead they let him live because they know, like you said, how good he is and they would want to use him again in the future. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool to see, even though we know, obviously, Vader wouldn't kill him because he's still around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that's just another really cool possibility. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like that we're starting to get a little bit more talk about these spinoff movies now yeah. because, obviously, like, the, the biggest rumors that we've heard so far about these spinoff films is just which characters they would focus on. Um, you know, we, we've heard every name from Boba Fett and Han Solo to Yoda and Obi-Wan to Jabba the Hutt thrown around, <laughs> but we haven't really heard any rumors about what the plots of these movies might be. And so this is like, oh, okay, now I see, um, you know, how, how they could work this into a movie where it, it actually is a, a story about a specific event integral to the Star Wars storyline and they would just have Boba Fett at the center of that and it wouldn't just be you know a biopic of you know the life and times of the last Mandalorian bounty hunter you know (laughs) Um, so yeah definitely a cool rumor there Um, and then the the people over at Slash Film also came out with another interesting rumor today um, and this focuses on Star Wars Rebels and the Star Wars uh, you know possible future animated series um, and they're saying that, uh, I guess, you know, they have sources at Lucasfilm that are telling them um, that uh, the plan for Star Wars Rebels is to have it go for about three or four seasons and then to launch another animated series that takes place um, either after, like between episode six and seven or just sort of during the, the sequel era uh, timeline, you know, around episode seven, eight, maybe in between those two films, something like that. Um, which, which definitely sounds pretty cool. I think they learned their lesson the first time around with Clone Wars. I mean, as much as we all love that show and would have loved to see it keep going, um, you know, these networks don't keep these animated series running forever. Um, and so they're not going to try to bite off more than they can chew with Rebels and keep it going forever. They're like, okay, we're going to you know, have it run for like three or four seasons. Um, and, and I like that they have an end game in mind too, because I always love it when these stories, you know, have, have a, a big satisfying conclusion and you feel like they were working towards something the whole time and they didn't just keep on making up episodes until they just ran out of ideas or until they got canceled or something like that. So I definitely hope Rebels gets to run its full course. I hope that it tells a a really um, interesting and involving story arc over the course of its three or four seasons or however many it ends up going that it ends on a really satisfying note. Um, But then as for this possibility of um, new animated series as well. I mean, I've said before, I, I really hope we get to see, and I'm sure we will at some point get to see some new material set in between uh, episode six and episode seven and just fill in that 30 year gap of, uh, you know, of stories that they could tell there. Um, so whether this new animated series that they're speculating about, whether it fills in some of those gaps or whether it, uh, you know, just helps to flesh out um, the, the new timeline around the sequel era and, you know, stuff around episode seven and eight and things like that. Um, that would be you know cool as well. But obviously, even though rebels has just started, um, you know, it's still exciting to think about the possibilities of like, Oh man, we've seen the clone wars and rebels and what they can do with star Wars animation. Like what more could they do with it in the future? There's still a lot of cool possibilities out there. It's funny because when I read this report and heard, 
the possibility of the new animated series being set in the sequel trilogy era, I always thought from the beginning when we first got that announcement that Lucasfilm Animation was working on a new project set in a time period that hasn't yet been touched on in the movies or TV. And I thought, oh, that's going to be the sequel trilogy, <laughs> like an animated series based on that. It makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it could lead into the movies. But then we got Star Wars Rebels set between episodes three and four. So I just thought it was funny that it, what we originally thought Rebels was going to be may actually be the series after that. So, yeah, if that happens, uh, you won't hear any complaints from me in <laughs> the new Star Wars animated series. I just hope they keep making them once uh, each step done with each series. Hopefully they just move on right into the next one. As far as Rebels being only three or four seasons, um, that sounds about right, but the only thing is that I think it might possibly be five, just because from the last few episodes we got, um, we've heard, we saw that they discovered the Empire has a five-year plan for Lothal, and I kind of maybe took that and maybe that's actually a five-year plan for the series as well, and we'll see that develop over the course of five seasons. So I'm kind of thinking still maybe it might be five, but probably no more than that. Like you said, I agree where I think they definitely have a plan set where they have an end game and they know that we're where they're going to go to when it's all said and done. So uh, maybe it will be four, but I'm still thinking it's probably going to be five. Yeah, it could be. Um, also something I just thought of, uh, I mean, we know the show is supposed to be set 14 years after Revenge of the Sith and five years before A New Hope. Um, but we also learned, and this is kind of spoiler alert for for people who haven't watched the, the past couple episodes of Rebels, um, mild spoilers. I'm not going like, to spoil the ending or anything, but um, we do find out that Ezra, I mean Ezra Bridger, kind of the the main young hero of the series, his birthday, like he was born on the same day that Palpatine took over. Um, you know, they celebrate Empire Day every year in the Empire, and uh, you know, every every year it's uh, a hard day for Ezra because um, it's his birthday, and everybody's celebrating you know the birth of this tyrannical empire, um, which. It has to make you wonder, like, does he have the exact same birthday as Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Um, if anything, it might be a day or two that separates. Yeah, I mean, we we don't know if if Luke and Leia were born on that exact same day. Well, I, you know, I guess it could have been. Yeah, maybe Luke might be a couple days younger than Ezra because after Palpatine declared the the New Galactic Empire, um, you know, it was after that that Padme traveled to Mustafar to confront Anakin and and yada yada. So. Um, I don't know exactly the whole time frame on that, but yeah, they're, they're pretty close in age. Um, but also we find out in that, uh, in those last couple episodes, um, you know, Empire Day comes around again and Ezra turns 15, um, which means it's now been 15 years since Revenge of the Sith and it's just four years to A New Hope. So maybe they'll go four years. I don't know. Maybe that five year plan for the Outer Rim involves the Death Star and, uh, you know, Luke puts a plan, puts a stop to that plan before it reaches its five year completion in A New Hope. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> just more speculation for stuff for us to do. <laughs> Not only with episode seven, now we got the standalone movie with Bounty Hunters and how Rebels is going to end, how long it's going to be. <laughs> Just add more uh, speculation to the list that we already got. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, I, I was definitely expecting and hoping when they first announced that Clone Wars was ending, but that they were going to start production on a new Star Wars animated series. I was like, oh, great. You know, we'll, we'll get to fill in some gaps in between episode six and seven here. And instead I was like, oh, they went with, you know, Rise of the Empire era. That's an interesting choice. Um, but yeah, that just, you know, still to, to think about the possibility of them, um, flesh, fleshing out more of those stories later down the line, which like I said, I'm sure they will. 
Um, but you know, it's just cool to think about that stuff now. Also, I mean, we've got some, some rumors slash announcements, um, about, you know, some of the first details about some junior novels that are going to be, uh, releasing sort of in the lead up to, to episode seven. Um, and again, for, for anyone that was, uh, sort of upset by the title announcement and thinks, oh, they're taking the episode seven out of the title and it's just called Star Wars, The Force Awakens. No, not really, because, even though the official title of the movie, at least as far as you know, marketing purposes, is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. In all these marketing materials for the the books and stuff, it's you know they've got this whole series of like the journey to Episode Seven. Um, so yeah, it's all still you know Star Wars timeline goes by episodes and numbers and all that good stuff. See, I kind of um, took it the opposite, where I think they're going to change these titles once the, <laughs> these books actually come out to say Journey to the Force Awakens. <laughs> I mean, who knows? That's what I read that. Like, oh, maybe these listings aren't up to date yet. No, we just switched to the Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe. But at the same time, like I said, everybody knows this is yeah. still Episode 7, regardless of what they choose to call it. Um, it's Episode 7, The Force Awakens, whether you want to call it one or the other or both, you know, same movie. Um but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they, they already have plans for um, some kids' books and some young adult novels that are going to be uh, filling in some of those gaps between episodes six and seven. And so, um, you know, even though we don't have any uh, any official confirmation of uh, you know, any adult novels or comics or video games or anything like that that might uh, fill in uh, some of that story for older readers or viewers, um, obviously that stuff is going to be coming as well. Um, just because Star Wars is owned by Disney now, don't think that all we're getting is young adult novels from now on. I'm sure we're going to get plenty of other, uh, you know, adult Star Wars content coming as well that just hasn't been announced yet. But you know, there's going to be tons of that stuff leading up to the movie's release. Um, you know, the the novels and the comics, everything from that to you know, action figures and T-shirts and all the normal, you know, all the usual Star Wars merchandise you see out there. That stuff's just going to be everywhere. Uh, next year leading up to the movie's release yeah you won't be able to escape it anywhere you turn which is gonna be fine by me i don't mind i'm at a store turning my head i see some of star wars and then turning to another direction i see more star wars <laughs> it's gonna be great to see it back uh, bigger than ever so yeah but the, one of the things too was it got one description for one of the junior novels one called uh, journey to episode seven the fall of the empire the rise of the rebellion this one, it's being described in the summary that's listed. It says, Star Wars meets Romeo and Juliet in this epic young adult novel that follows two best friends who find themselves on opposite sides of the war between the Empire and the Rebellion. And this book is kind of serve as, for anyone who needs to catch up on the events that have taken place in the Star Wars saga, it says it's going to go from the Purge of the Jedi in Episode 3 to the beginnings of the Rebellion in Star Wars Rebels and to the fall of the Empire in Episodes 4 through 6. So they said they'll get readers caught up in that, but at the same time, too, It'll be like introducing uh, certain tidbits and maybe like the state of the galaxy, how it's in during the sequel trilogy era. So right now that's the only book title we got a description for. So we'll see how the other ones, if they go into kind of like a similar style where it's mainly recap books. It probably is since the title is Journey to Episode 7. We'll be, there'll be more recap stuff than new information, but it'll probably be safe to say that it'll be new little details in there because I believe these come out in September... Actually, I think it's, yeah, September through March of 2016 is like a lot of these novels that are listed in this report. So um, definitely something to check out. I'll be curious to see the ones about Han, Luke, and Leia, and maybe get some more insight. We won't get in the movies as far as what they'll be, what they've been doing since episodes uh, six and seven. So 
I, that's another thing too. These are junior novels. I wonder if we're going to get like how many actual maybe novels will get taken place that lead up to episode seven and about specific characters. So that should be interesting too, unless they're just going to leave that to these junior novels. And then the main novels will be something totally different. So it should be interesting to see as we move into 2015 and more marketing stuff starts to roll out and probably get leaked out too before Lucasfilm and Disney is ready to announce them. Yeah, no, I'm sure that we'll get at least one adult novel um, leading up to to episode seven towards the end of next year. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, they're looking to capitalize on this new opportunity with all this new Star Wars content coming out. And we we recently had the announcement of a whole bunch of Star Wars books uh, planned for the next year or so. And, you know, we had a new Dawn uh, released a, a couple months ago. And then we recently had the the Tarkin novel that was just released um, and then there's the Luke Skywalker book that I think is coming out either by the end of this year or early next year. I don't remember. It's exactly. February, I believe. Yeah. And then there's uh, Lords of the Sith that's coming out in April. And then the Ventress uh, Clone Wars novel that's coming out in, I want to say July. I don't know if they exactly set a release date for that, but it's sometime next summer. Um, and, you know, we talked about it on this show a while back. So if they have announced a release date, it's somewhere back a few episodes and I'm just not remembering it right now. Um, but then, you know, there, there, as far as I know, there's been nothing announced for the whole second half of the year, but with episode seven coming out, you know, they're going to put out some new books. Just, I mean, even if they're not related to episode seven, they just want to have star Wars content out there just to get, you know, the, the brand awareness and the hype and everything going. But um, if there are going to be any Star Wars novels releasing the second half of next year, I would find it really hard to believe if none of them related to, uh, you know, either being like a prequel to Episode 7 or um, just sort of filling in some of that gap between 6 and 7 and just, uh, you know, sort of filling in some of that timeline. So I'm sure we'll get some of that stuff um, in, you know, like you, like you said, the the more, the the larger adult novels as well. Yeah, like I said, just the thing that I'm questioning is whether... Like they're gonna use the junior novels to be for the original trilogy characters, and then maybe the other novels will be like to introduce some of the newer characters in the movie, or they'll do both. So that's kind of what I'm questioning on if the if a certain set of characters are gonna be specific to like a certain set of novels. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> I'm oh, sure we'll, we'll get hmm. more books like Labyrinth of Evil too that kind of almost lead directly into it with some of the main characters too. Or yeah, because that's kind of what I'm really hoping for something more on the lines of Labyrinth of Evil, some that kind of ties there or just leads you right into it as you go into the movie. Cause that's what I loved about episode three. You had Labyrinth of the Evil and then you had the uh, second season of the Clone Wars micro series that you watch them and you finish reading that book, you go straight to the movie and see episode three is like almost seamless. <laughs> I think I remember uh, Kenny Tartakovsky even said like, my wish is that you could see the season of the micro series in the theater. And then after you see it, episode three just starts cause it just flows so perfectly. So if we get something like that, even if it's just a novel, because I think so, that animated series probably won't be ready till then as Rebels is still going strong. So even if it's just a novel that leads directly into episode seven, I think it would be pretty cool to get. Yeah, and I mean, that would be cool too. But for me, I'm more interested in, um, I mean, I mean, I definitely would love to see stuff with Han and Luke and Leia, but I want to see sort of some of the earlier stuff in that time period. I mean, with Clone Wars, we knew like in the the three and a half years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that the Clone Wars were going on. Um, And so, you know, when episode three starts, you know uh, sort of the gist of what's been going on at least. And, um, 
you know, but to have those, those stories like Labyrinth of Evil and everything was was really cool to see what was going on in the Clone Wars and then how it led right into to Episode Three. But with with six and seven, like we have no idea what's going in between yeah. going on in between those movies, and it's a thirty year gap as opposed to a three year gap. So, um, I mean, it would be cool if we got some kind of story that led right into the movie, but at the same time, I mean, I want more stories before that that are you know give me the the 30 years before that leading into the events that lead right into the movie. Um, so, I mean, just as many stories and as much backstory and as much new information as we get about that, um, the, the more of that we get, the happier I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of different medias to tell those stories too. We can get novels and video games, uh, comic books too. I can tell like some of those earlier stuff. So they have a big playing field to choose from as far as how they want to tell these stories in the future. Cause you know, they're going to be told it just, like you said, 30 years gap. There's so much stuff there that fans are going to want to know. And I'm sure this the story group about Lucasfilm is going to want to tell too. So we don't know how long or how soon we'll get them, but I'm sure as the course of these movies come out, we'll be getting a lot of stuff set in that time period. Yeah, definitely. Um, as for right now, I mean, we've got some, some Star Wars comics announced for next year. None of them said in that time period yet, but we did get a preview for the new Darth Vader series that shows him... Uh, visiting our old friend Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine. Uh, that looks kind of interesting. We, you know, Obviously, we've never seen those two characters meet face-to-face in the movies, um, but you know it, that, that uh, seems like a pretty interesting interaction there. What would Darth Vader and Jabba the Hutt say in a conversation with each other? That's a situation um, I always play with my action figures. So it would be cool to kind of see a canonical story <laughs> taking place with Darth Vader and Jabba's palace. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, so, I mean, for fans of, of Star Wars comics, that's something to look out for. Um, but aside from that, I mean, really the only other stuff we've got going on um, is that they released a new poster and a new trailer uh, to get people excited for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim next year, um, which we are both already plenty excited for and uh, both definitely planning on going. But, um, yeah, if you're if you're thinking about going, if you're not sure, if you're wondering what the heck a star wars celebration is um you know go ch- uh, check out this trailer on starwarscelebration.com and it'll get you all excited for it yeah it totally did for me as someone who's never been to a celebration and celebration anaheim will be my first one it definitely got me excited for it again <laughs> or just it's going to be here before you know it man we're just like five months away it's crazy yeah, and you know, it'll help me, especially once I see the, the Force Awakens trailer this weekend. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to need like benchmarks and milestones next year to help me sort of break up the pace. Because if I'm just counting down the days till episode seven all year, it's going to drive me nuts because it's going to be like a whole year away. But if I can be like, okay, after I see the trailer, it's going to be like a month till Christmas and then, you know, two weeks till my birthday and then just a few months till celebration. And then, you know, counting down the days till the Avengers comes out and then Jurassic world and, you know, all the other cool stuff that we're going to get. So, um, you know, as much as I can sort of of break up those, those chunks and not be looking too far ahead, even though, I mean, I know I'll be excited for episode seven all year anyways, but this will definitely be one of those things to look forward to earlier in the year. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Oh, yeah, totally. And just imagine the Force Awakens stuff we're going to get there. That's another thing. We get this trailer, and just a few months later, we're 
for sure going to get more stuff at Celebration. And, uh, so it won't be that long of a wait to, to see new footage also. Oh, absolutely. New footage from the movie, new footage probably from season two of Star Wars Rebels, yep. and new footage from the Star Wars Battlefront game. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Can't forget that. Or or maybe a hands-on demo or something like that. I mean, the last we heard, they said we would see more in spring of 2015. Well, guess when Celebration is? It's in spring 2015. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there might be some gaming conventions or something around then, too, and they might reveal more. But, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see something new there. Or, it, you know, if we don't get some new uh, trailers or screenshots, then maybe we'll get a, a playable demo. Um, I remember at Celebration 6, uh, you know, back in, in 2012 in Orlando, um, I went to the panel for uh, Star Wars 1313, which was still in production at the time. Um, and we didn't get to play a demo, but it, it was uh, the, the developers like played a, a tech demo there for us on stage. Um, and, you know, they were just showing off like the tech of the game and all the different cool stuff they could do. And it was kind of the same demo that they had played at E3 uh earlier that year but um you know showed off some cool new stuff there was some stuff that they had released in like videos at e3 but then you you saw them playing this demo here and it was like oh there was more to that and they they didn't show us all of it before so um got to see them show off some new stuff there that was really cool um and then of course unfortunately that game got canceled but i i'm uh. pretty sure battlefront's not going to get canceled um, you know, with the track record that EA and DICE has and everything like that. And, uh, of course, with this being the first new Star Wars title under EA's license agreement with, uh, you know, with Lucasfilm, they're definitely not going to want to screw this one up. So I really hope the game is good. You know, I, I can't guarantee that it's going to be good, but I feel pretty safe in saying that we will get to play this game. Um, you know, even if not at Celebration, like, this is not going to be one of those games that, uh, you know, that just sort of fades away and gets canceled. Like, they're going to make sure this one gets out because they know how much the fans want it and they know how much ridiculous amount of money they're going to make off of it. Yeah, plus they wanted to tie in with the Force Awakens release, too, so they definitely yeah. want to get yeah, out. Yeah, just another piece of, uh, of Star Wars marketing that's going to be out around that time next year. Yeah. And I just got my Xbox One system a few weeks ago, so I'm all set. <laughs> I'm oh, in the current generation, go. and I'm ready for Battlefront. That's all yeah. I need. I, I might just ask for one for Christmas this year. But if not, I, I definitely am going to have one by the end of next year when that game comes out. Yeah, I had to get it for uh, Batman Arkham Knight and Star Wars Battlefront. Like Those are the two games that were going to be like the system sellers for me. But then they were having a, a deal on the Xbox One, so I might as well get it now. Then I just have peace of mind knowing I had the system, and I just have to wait for those two games now. Yeah, <laughs> so well, see, if I got one now, I would just be playing Shadow of Mordor until those two came out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so Celebration, that's April of next year. That's going to be an awesome time. Um, and then lastly, this actually has nothing to do with star Wars, except that it uh, is of uh, the Lucasfilm connection. Um, and that is that uh, Lucasfilm just released a trailer for this movie called strange magic. That's uh, in production at Lucasfilm animation. Um, and that is coming out in January, I believe January, 2015. Um, and it, I, I mean, you, you really have to watch the trailer for yourself. Cause I can't really describe what this is. It looks interesting. It looks weird. It looks bizarre. Um, it looks like some absolutely beautiful animation. I'll say that yeah. much. Um, it definitely looks really nice, but, um, it's, it's like a, an animated fantasy adventure musical kind of thing. I mean, it's got, um, 
pixies and fairies and elves and trolls and weird creatures and, uh, you know, magical forests and sword fights and then them breaking out into Broadway musical numbers at some point. Um, So, yeah, it it looks interesting to say the least. Um, I've heard mixed reaction from people who've seen this, but uh, definitely at least worth uh, checking out the trailer and seeing what you think of this. Yeah, I think it's been described as like a new take on a Midsummer Night's Dream <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare story. And heck, it's a story by George Lucas, so I'm definitely going to at least check it out because, <laughs> I mean, the guy's a master storyteller when it comes to story ideas. So if it's coming from him, it at least has my intention to check it out. But it does it is interesting, yeah. <laughs> but like you said, the animation on it looks really good. Lucasfilm Animation does, uh, or ILM anyway, does a great job with their animation for their CG movies. Because I think they did, they did Rango too, and that looked really good. Mm-hmm. And just having yeah. this fantasy setting too, it's going to look even better, I think. Yeah, and I mean, we we've got the the press release here on our website, the saga container, starwarstsc.com. Um, and yeah, you can just see from the trailer and from some of these screenshots, it's like, man, this stuff looks really detailed. Yeah, I guess this is one of the small projects that George Lucas wanted to work on <laughs> that he never got the chance to because of Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I think this has been in. I mean, obviously, this would have had to be in production for a while. Um, but you know, they've been able to keep it secret because they're, you know, spend so much time working on star Wars stuff, but, um, yeah, so this release is on January 23rd, 2015. Um, but like I said, you can check out the, sh- the trailer and the screenshots and everything right now. Um, and that is just about everything for this episode. Uh, Tim, you want to add anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Just that. I still can't believe on our next episode, we're going to be talking about episode seven footage. Oh man, I can't wait as much as I can't wait to see that footage. I also just can't wait to talk to you about it because it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we, we couldn't have planned that any more perfectly to have, and and this wasn't like a long time plan in the making. Um, If you had told me when we started this podcast two years ago that, oh yeah, by the way, your 50th episode is going to be two years from now and you're going to be talking about the very first uh, footage from the teaser trailer for episode seven that's going to get released in theaters that Thanksgiving weekend, I would be like, wow, that that is a, an awesome coincidence that just happened yeah. <laughs> to, to pan out like that. Because um, yeah, this week, just as I was reading all these, I, I think just Monday when the announcements came out, I was looking at it and uh, thinking about obviously, you know, recording a new podcast and stuff. And I was thinking like, wait a minute, we just did episode 48. So if we do 49 during the week and just kind of recap all the small rumors and stuff that have been going around and then do do 50 over the weekend and, uh, you know, talk about the trailer. Wow, that worked out perfectly. And we didn't even plan it that way. Yeah. <laughs> the force was with the us. The force was with us indeed. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Like the only thing to top it off would be episode 100, the actual Force Awakens review discussion. <laughs> Whatever we're gonna do for that, but we have to crank out a bunch of episodes. To lead yeah, up. yeah, because this will be our our 50th episode in just a little over two years, and uh, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do a whole another 50. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in next year alone, maybe 75. That'd be a good number too. <laughs> well, yeah, that could that could be as well. Um, honestly, I don't even really 
care what number it ends up being next year. (laughs) In fact, I mean, whatever number, it could be episode 61 next year for all I care. Then 61 would like become my, my new favorite number. (laughs) Cause it's like, it might not happen on a special number, but then that would become a special number. There you go. Yeah. That's a perfect way to look at it. Yes. Episode seven will make it special. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to be getting our our first glimpse of it is going to be so cool. And I cannot wait. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, it's been fun, just uh, you know, getting just getting hyped up for this trailer. Um, and of course, if any of our listeners out there, if you guys live near any of these cities, um, I know we didn't list them all in this episode, but you can find the the list of them on uh, the official Star Wars website on StarWars.com. We've got links to it on our Facebook and Twitter feed and our website as well. Um, but let us know if you're going to be there, especially um, if I don't know if any of our listeners live in Arizona, if you're going to be in the uh, in Phoenix this weekend for that screening. Um, or I don't know, Tim, which, which, uh, one of the screenings are you going to be at? Yeah. I, I'm deciding between three of those two in LA, then one in Irvine. I'm trying to work out which one's going to be the best one for me to go. Is <laughs> the two LA ones or one in Irvine? Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's, uh, you know, any of our listeners out there that just happen to be in our area and you want to try to meet up with us or something and, and watch the trailer, uh, you know, feel free to let us know, um, or definitely get in, t- in touch with us. If you're in other parts of the country and you see this trailer, you know, we want to hear your thoughts and reactions, yeah, um, totally. as well and you know we we will definitely i'm sure have some listener reactions to to read on our next episode as well as giving plenty of our own uh thoughts and uh i, I say thoughts and insights and whatever it, it's mostly going to be um you know indis- indiscernible squeals yeah. of excitement <laughs> on our next episode but um yeah we would love to hear from you guys as well so for those of you who are going to be lucky enough to see the trailer for the force awakens this weekend uh let us know what you think after you see it and uh we'll uh you know get a whole bunch of opinions together on our on our next episode hopefully all of the opinions are holy crap that was awesome and i can't wait for december of 2015 but uh it should be a lot of fun so um yeah as always thanks for tuning in you can uh follow us on twitter at star wars tsc you can look us up on facebook at facebook.com slash star wars the saga continues and as i mentioned you can check out our website star wars tsc.com for all the latest news and rumors uh regarding star wars the force awakens and all the other uh new and exciting projects in the star wars universe um, and if you want to send us email, uh, you know, send us a whole big long post about, uh, you know, everything that you thought about the trailer, uh, send us email at starwarstsc at gmail.com. We always love hearing from our listeners. Um, so, you know, feel free to send us thoughts, comments, questions, uh, feedback, any of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just, just give us some general Star Wars thoughts and, uh, you know, we love to get you guys in on the discussion as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be it for this week. Um, well, yeah, for for the rest of this week, and we'll be back this weekend with a new episode. So until then, we will see you guys next time. May the force be with you. And uh, here comes that trailer. See you next time, everybody. With the force awakens in our minds. <laughs>